0: What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Val Machefsky, and we are doing another compilation-styled episode today. And there is a bee beside me, and hopefully it does not get into my face and I freak out and drop my phone. But um, these four episodes that I'm putting together in this one are kind of, again, bigger picture for 2022 because... You know, today is May 23rd, and I just realized that basically in about 10 or 11 days, we're going to be in June, and we're already halfway through the year. And, you know, I feel that a lot of people, especially in January when it comes to setting goals, making fitness a priority, making health a priority... January is that month where everybody has this huge amount of motivation and then it starts to fizzle out. And June is that month where now we're getting into, you know, summer and things start to kind of just fall apart. People's motivation goes down. People's um, eagerness to change bad habits and things like that just fall apart. And then they're like, oh, summer brain and we start drinking more barbecues cocktails you name it it all comes together during the summer and then people really fall off their you know goals that they set out in January so I kind of wanted to put this episode together as a reminder that we're halfway through 2022 in just about 10-11 days whatever, whatever the count is and we need to kind of refocus, readjust. and whatever you're going through right now, maybe take a second to figure out what you can do to maybe go more onto the positive and change things for the better. And these four episodes, kind of like how I'm doing this intro, it's kind of all over the place. And funny enough, the first two episodes are literally called all over the place and it's episode 325 and 327. I think I recorded these about 2 years ago and it was a lot of just thoughts in my head because it was during the time where covid was, you know, month 3 or so, month while whatever it was and I had a lot of time to think and I wanted to kind of give my take on what's going on in the world, what true fitness success is and just wanted to pour out every little thought out of my head that could help every single listener out there so I'm excited to get these two episodes together as well as the third one we talk about empathy I think it's one of those things that a lot of people are terrible at Um, I had to learn the hard way how to be empathetic but naturally I'm an empath by nature and I just never really had that much experience taking a second to think about, okay, if this person is dealing with this thing and I'm just looking at it from the outside in, then I have no clue what they're going through and me telling them to change their lifestyle is probably not going to help either. So. The reason why I wanted to bring up empathy is because we're probably the worst being empathetic to ourselves and we tend to put ourselves through the ringer when it comes to our lives and we tend to get really really hard on ourselves when in reality like we need to make ourselves a priority. And being empathetic towards ourselves is kind of the first step. And then we're gonna finish off strong because, you know, this is a weight loss podcast, fitness podcast, and I literally have an episode that I recorded again two years ago. All of these episodes are about two years old. Um, The number one, number one, real reason why you can't lose weight. So I'm excited to put all these together into one solid episode that's a full hour in length so let's kick off month six when june is just right around the corner strong and hopefully this episode kind of motivates you a little bit to get in the right direction so without further ado here is another compilation episode what's up podcast listeners it's your host rafael matuszewski and this is another edition of the car vlog podcast thing, and I am pumped today for the first time in a long time, like it's been a while since I felt like this, and big part of that is definitely to do with this whole COVID thing, and this is going to lead us into um, the topic today. And, you know, I was just really thinking about this and it's been a thought process and many coaches out there is, you know, are people lazy? And I've kind of come to this conclusion that I don't think people are actually lazy. They just don't like to do shit that they don't like. You know what I mean? Like I love to work out. I look forward to it every time A new day opens up for me I'm like I can't wait to work out like that's literally what I think about but there's a lot of people out there that don't think like me and they look at it as a chore as a you know thing that they dread Right? and I don't think that's necessarily laziness right like here's another example like you know I don't like cleaning the bathroom at all, you know, but give me a gym, hell, I will clean up the gym, no problem, right, so I like a tidy gym, I don't like having shit on the floor, um, if I'm doing push-ups, and then I like look at my hands, and the most disgusting thing ever, like I love a clean gym, you know, tell me to tidy up my desk, 100% I'll do it but tell me to clean a bathroom, like fuck, I'd rather do anything else other than that, right? Does it make me lazy for not wanting to clean the bathroom? I don't think so, but if I made cleaning a bathroom like a thing to somewhat enjoy or find a thing that will, you know, make it a little bit more tolerable, then sure. You know, what do I do now to clean the bathroom? fuck like I sometimes just have to get it done but you know if it's the weekend like hell I'll drink a beer while scrubbing the fucking toilet I don't care like at least it's gonna get me by so this whole kind of concept of people feeling lazy to work out or eat healthy it's just I don't think they really want to you know like deep down inside they're just like nah I just don't want to And chatting with some people that have struggled with fitness and health, a lot of them don't enjoy exercise. And I think it's just because they haven't found something yet out there to make them excited about it. You know, if you really think about it, every piece of content out there when it comes to the gym, like go on Instagram and look at like fitness inspo, that hashtag you're gonna see a lot of fit women and men that are like 25 years old, ripped to shreds doing really fucking hard workouts, and then you have the average person that might need to lose like 20 to 30 pounds. They've been struggling for years, if not decades, when it comes to their weight, and they see that every single day when they're trying to get motivated to work out. That's not going to change their perception of what, um, you know, fitness really is. So they have this weird idea in their head of that's what exercise is. That's what um, it's supposed to look like. But exercise does not have to look like that, right? Exercise to me is anything that makes your body move. Right, like, if you like dancing, like, fucking dance every single day. Right, like, put on fucking music videos of Beyonce and try to mimic that shit every single day. Like, who cares, you're moving, right? I understand that most people are not gonna get, you know, excited about deadlifting and barbell squatting and lifting heavy shit, swinging a kettlebell, and doing mobility exercises that I like to do, you know? I totally get that. You need to find what makes you motivated or like just excited to do so, you know? Maybe it's as simple as like, you don't like going to the gym by yourself and you gotta do it with somebody. Like in this time with COVID, maybe it's like literally getting onto a call with your best friend and working out together or literally like calling them and be like, hey, we're gonna talk for an hour. And in this hour, on the minute, on every minute, we're gonna squat 10 times together. As you're talking about whatever, you're doing some sort of form of exercise. That's fucking awesome. Just do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you are stuck at home, collecting EI, Serb, if you're in uh, Canada, and you've been like binge watching netflix and whatever other streaming thing you have and you're on your like fourth freaking episode you average four episodes a day why not like after every episode just do 20 squats or just something you know what i mean like just move like your body's meant for movement so just move how like wrestle with your kids for like 30 minutes like you will get tired doing something like that right these are all like ideas just on top of my head like these are not right like if you were gonna go outside and start taking like i don't know a badminton racket and start hitting the birdie like as many times as possible do that like i remember actually um a couple years ago um i don't even know how i got to this point but i was like you know what i'm getting a soccer ball and I'm going to learn how to like, is it dribbling where you like, just make sure it doesn't hit the ground. Like, you know, you hit it with your knees and feet and head and chest only. So I did that and like, it was really challenging and I got super fucking sweaty from it and tired. And I was like, holy shit, I need to do this more often. So I incorporated it as my weekly workout. So for like 30 minutes, I was practicing of just soccer, I don't even know dribbling what is it someone messaged me and tell me what I'm how I'm screwing this up um for 30 minutes at a time and I think I got up to like 47 like touches or bounces or whatever you want to call them and like that was like fun for me and it made me sweat and move like crazy like think about like when you start getting good and you're trying to you're close to beating your like score and the ball's like halfway across say like 30 feet away from you and you're sprinting your ass over to make sure you can hit it again to make sure it doesn't hit the ground so you can beat your score like stuff like that that works you know something as simple as that like go grab a basketball go outside and just try to shoot hoops like anything anything right if you have a dog right now during covid and yes you've probably walked them a bunch of times but like every day, like walk your dog for an hour, right? Like stuff that you've never done before. And during that hour, like listen to a podcast, listen to your favorite artist, like whatever, like make it a more joyful experience. Like guaranteed, like none of us get excited to brush your teeth in the morning, but we just have to do it. But guaranteed, if you like created a like a get pumped psyched playlist, and start brushing your teeth to it, you'd be like, yes, I can't wait to brush my teeth tomorrow to listen to that playlist. Which, by the way, again, I'm going all over the place with this, but this is great. Um, if you go on Spotify or Apple Music, if you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, there's that episode with uh, Barney on New Year's uh, Eve, and he had the Get Psyched mix, and like, you only listen to that first song, and it's like Bon Jovi, um, what was it? Anyway, it's a Bon Jovi song. And uh, there's an actual playlist called Barneys Get Psyched Mix. So if you listen to that while brushing your teeth, you will always experience a better time brushing your teeth. So that is as easy as it can get when it comes to trying to improve your environment and make exercise a more enjoyable thing know, and something to kind of help with your mental health when it comes to, you know, this whole shit of COVID is start posting things on social media that you're happy about. You know, like if you really had to audit your entire day of how many good things happened to you compared to the bad things, it's like astronomical, right? Like you will remember the the morning that you woke up and like the coffee grinder didn't work or you spilled your coffee and you're like my fucking day is ruined i need to post a shit on facebook i am so pissed the entire day is just going to go to shit now but in that day probably other things have happened that made it pretty good but you were so you know beat up, and so, um, what was it, so, like, wrapped up with this idea that um, the whole coffee fiasco was, like, the worst thing on this planet, right? Even something, like, as simple as when, you know, we were able to go to the airport and go fly anywhere we wanted, every safe flight that you had where a pilot took this, like, I don't know, 100 ton piece of machinery in the fucking air at like, what was it, 20,000 feet and took you across the world and landed you safely without you dying, you don't think twice about it. But the moment you go on a, you know, um, trip on a plane and they delay your flight for 30 minutes, you sure the fuck are so pissed off enough to go on Instagram and post oh my god I can't believe whatever Airlines is being such a dick for delaying my thing blah blah but all the other times you've flown and had a pretty good experience you never post about that you never go hey I didn't die on this plane I met a new person beside me like nothing like we never post anything about positivity right <laughs> Like so how I'm going to circle this back to this whole like making exercise better is like find a positive thing about you exercising. Like, yeah, you don't like it, but say you do it. What was a positive thing of that? It's like, Hey, I exercised for 10 minutes. I improved my health. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Be that annoying person on Facebook or Instagram posting that they worked out or finished a workout or they went for a walk or like document that shit. You know we just have to look at things a little bit differently there's always a silver lining but we have this weird like ingrained DNA in us that when things don't go our way we like magnify it by a thousand percent to make it out like we're such a victim that we're about to fucking die because the coffee grind machine did not work like that's so fucked up so No wonder people have such a tough time trying to, you know, figure out how to make fitness and health a priority in their life. (sighs) I went all over the place, but I feel like this is good just to, you know, get it off my chest and into the open. Uh, I'm going to end it there. Hopefully this kind of gave you some insight, some, you know, thoughts in your head to think that maybe, maybe I can find something that's going to make my health and fitness journey a little bit more tolerable, maybe even fun. Um, Share this podcast with your friends and family. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel because then you can watch these videos if you want and all the exercises that I've ever filmed since 2015 that I use for my clients and patients. And... I think that's about it. You guys are awesome. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, you guys. What's up, podcast listeners? This is Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is another chance for me to mumble about random shit in hopes to inspire you, keep you going, educate you, and all that fun stuff all while hoping that my camera aka my phone that's in my glove box doesn't fall over um gotta do some shout outs and again the cities forgot but we got some new countries listening to my show so uh number one um has been my new number one for the last three weeks Super cool, uh, because I've never had this country in my top ten, and I got some listeners in Saudi Arabia. Shout out to everyone in Saudi Arabia. That is so freaking cool to be, you know, an international podcaster. I guess um, again, forgot the city name. I know it starts with an R. Even if I remembered it, I'd probably butcher the way you're supposed to pronounce it, and I would feel like a complete idiot, so I apologize. Uh, Number two is Sweden. Again, don't know the name of the city, and even if I could remember, I would mispronounce it and have some angry people listening to my show. And then number three, we've got Germany. My top three is just international, Listeners, So freaking awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And honorable mention, number four is the state of Florida. I've been getting a lot of listeners out of Florida, so shout out to everyone in Florida listening to my show. Now, what we're going to talk about today. Actually, before that, small little announcement. I guess not really small, but pretty cool. Uh, I was asked to speak at a conference virtually about strength training for runners Um, so it's gonna happen at the end of the month so I'm gonna post the link to the website where you can register for it Um, I'm super excited about it because I was that's one of the things I want to get into um, this year next year some more public speaking going to conferences and presenting so this is gonna be great so if anyone's interested to learn about strength training for running um, Keep an eye out, keep an ear out when I post the link for you to register. Um, So today, COVID sucks shit. Just going to say it, you know, it's disrupting a lot of progress that people have made in the gym, in their fitness journey. You know, some people probably just like got into the rhythm or just got into it. They're like, this is my new life. This is my new thing. And it all went to shit. You know, Out here in Canada, uh, I believe it's only BC, the province I'm in, unless they're, I'm pretty sure it's just BC. Anyway, there's a place called Steve Nash Fitness World, big box gym, filed for bankruptcy, laid off all their employees. So that's not opening up anytime soon. And then Gold's Gym filed for bankruptcy. So it's going to be a, an interesting thing when they reopen gyms and we'll see who lasted with this financial burden of closing. So it'll be quite the grind for many people to get back into the swing of things. So where was I going with this? I want to give some actionable steps to people that are stuck at home that want to Um, still see some success with their fitness and health goals. And the biggest thing is creating a routine. Like when I was transitioning more into online training, way before COVID, I had more time at home compared to the gym. So when I opened up my gym, I basically did half and half. I did half in-person training and half online uh, training. So I worked from home a lot and a lot of online coaches will tell you that you know they have to start a routine rather than like oh I'll just wake up whenever check my emails i won't even get dressed i'm not going to do my bed because i'm going to stay in it the entire time so in order for you know myself and other online coaches i've gone through this you almost have to like create a day around your home right so We went from going to our place of work, staying there eight to 10 hours a day, then coming home and your home was kind of like a place to unwind. But now that COVID is forcing you to stay home depending on where you are, um, it's kind of difficult to get a rhythm going because your home is basically where you relax. So now it's almost near impossible to wake up, when you're supposed to wake up, you know, get dressed for women put on makeup. Like my wife <laughs> keeps joking. Like she's like, I haven't put on makeup for months. She's like, do you still love me? I'm like, yeah, I still love you. Um, so that's like number one, like that, that would be the biggest thing to help. Cause like our environment influences us. So if your environment is a place where you tend to relax and unwind, Then it's gonna be nearly impossible for you to get your shit together. So, if that means like setting an alarm in the morning to, you know, get your workout in, then that's what you gotta do. You know, I know everybody loves to sleep in and they took this opportunity to do so, but if you're like me, we've closed our gym since March 17th, it's been nearly two months. So I'm pretty sure you slept in more than enough. So let's like set that alarm for 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m. I don't even care as long as it's an hour earlier than what you usually wake up to. From there, create a morning routine. If you're a type of person that used to train first thing in the morning, do that. You know, get a pot of coffee going, drink a cup, get your workout in, whatever it is, you know, or if you're a type of person that likes to go slow in the morning when you wake up, yeah, hit that coffee button, read, read up on the news, like have something that feels almost normal like if you were getting ready for work, like go through that entire process, like put on gym gear, put on your gym shoes, roll out a freaking yoga mat in the middle of your um, living room just to set up the environment that you need to see success right even if you have one room in your house that you don't use other than it's like a guest bedroom like freaking turn that into your gym even if you don't really have a lot of equipment like dedicate that room as your gym space make an appointment for yourself throw so many freaking alarms that says gym time on your phone google home your alexa whatever you have use it like create an appointment get to some sort of like normalcy, right? And if you've been a person who's been stuck at home since the closure of your um, uh, workplace, then I would almost suggest like scheduling hour by hour um, your day. So again, starting with a wake-up time. Be consistent, Monday to Friday to it. If it's 7 a.m., 6 a.m., 5 a.m., I don't care. Do it from there schedule your lunch break like literally have a lunch break just like if you were at work schedule in you know I'm going to clean this room or clean the house I'm going to do stuff with my kids at this time I'm going to garden at this time I'm going to go outside for a walk with my dogs at this time like schedule appointments for yourself that you can do around the house to kind of make that feel that you're back into the real world just like before because if you don't do this now like it's going to suck shit when things start reopening and you have to go back to work and only now you have to like go into your head where you're like oh my god i actually have to go to sleep at 10 p.m and not 3 a.m while i'm scrolling through facebook or watching whatever show on netflix that's not even that good i'm just bored right these are the things like you almost have to create the discipline around it. Like if you look at anyone in this world that has succeeded in any facet of their life, work, whatever it is, they're disciplined. You know, like I just finished the book Extreme Ownership, written by two Navy SEALs. The amount of discipline they have um, is ridiculous. And I remember one part in the book where waking up early is the only way to fit in things for yourself, right? So every single SEAL would wake up at like 4 a.m. every single day to get their workout in, to whatever, do their to-dos, like their own personal time. Everything beyond that was work. So if you need to get in the habit of waking up early, that's what you got to do right, it, it sounds silly, like, everyone knows, like, if you wake up early, you're gonna accomplish more things, like, yeah, you don't want to wake up early, you're like, your body does not want to do it, but you need to get into the rhythm of it, I personally cannot wake up early, I did it for years, I remember waking up at 4.30 every single day, because I had clients first thing in the morning, and I would train, clients all the way until 8 p.m. at night and I my health sucked to shit. But the moment I started because I wake up every day at 7 a.m. now and I work later into the night. But that worked really really well for me. But for the most part most people can wake up early by an hour and still function. Like if I had to wake up at 6 a.m I can do it. But I have the luxury that I don't have to do it anymore. But in this sense if you're trying to create A routine and some discipline around your life to influence your health then that's huge you know like you know like another thing I'm gonna get into is whatever you are doing right now for your job it has a huge influence on your success in other things you know if you are a type of person that's working from home for example Or pre-COVID going to work and you came home and you feel like complete shit and you need to unwind, you're probably doing something for a living that you don't enjoy and it's not worth your time. Imagine if you had a job where when you came home you felt energized, you want to pay attention to your wife or spouse or whoever it is, you want to take your dog out for a walk that's like an hour long, you want to play with your kids, and you're just full of life. If you're in the opposite spectrum of, holy shit, like I just want to sit on this couch, drink a couple beers, and call it a night, you're most likely not going to have that energy, that motivation to work out, to eat healthy foods, to research healthy recipes or anything else other than I need to slow down and do absolutely jack shit. And I'm reading a finance book right now and it's not your traditional finance book of like, oh, you got to do this to save money and invest in that, blah, blah, blah. They look at what you do for a living like it's actually they defined money as your life's energy to a point where they could audit every single hour of your life and how much you spend on you know your gas your car and things like that and actually putting down a number of how much hours of your life you have to give in order to have your daily starbucks to have your car to have your stupid shit that you buy every single month or your shopping habits things like that and when you put that in perspective it's like going back to work for eight hours isn't that worth it's not really worth it to go through the you know grind and staying in that rut that you are every single day so if you feel constantly like that, there's no chance in hell you're going to change any other habits because you're so drained from a job that you don't like. And this is where like I encourage people to switch careers. Like I've met so many clients over the years where they do a job for like 20, 30 years, absolutely hate it. They quit, switch directions of career choice and it's like a light switch is turned on completely different person they end up coming to the gym more days a week they end up doing stuff on the weekends they get their family their spouse involved it's ridiculous right i find that like it would make sense if you spend 40 to 50 to 60 hours um a week somewhere which is probably more than you do at home, it would probably greatly influence everything you do in life, right? That makes sense to me. So if you're doing something 40 to 60 hours a week that you absolutely hate, I could not imagine you you wanting to change something drastically in your life. Like maybe sometimes the answer, most of the time the answer that you're looking for is not what you're actually looking for, it's going to affect something else. Similar to what I spoke about before on my podcast about um, Think Like a Freak, that book. You guys need to start reading more books. Like, I was telling a friend of mine that I go through probably at least 20 books a year. And if I can gain like one or two new things or a new view of, of looking at something in life, it's worth the like 20 bucks I spend on Amazon right? I get a lot of my ideas, inspiration from just reading. And I come from a background of fucking hating school. Like I did not like reading whatsoever. Like the only reading I did was the assigned reading from my teachers. And most of the time I didn't even fucking do it because I just didn't care. Right. Whereas now I, I'm always reading every single day I'm reading. And that gives me the inspiration to live a better life. So that being said, I kind of went all over the place, but um, thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. Um, share this podcast with your friends and family. Give me a five-star review on you know iTunes or um, Stitcher Radio or whatever you're listening um, for your podcast needs. And hit the show notes. Oh. Someone guy almost rammed my car, it's all good. Um, Yeah, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff. And I'm gonna continue giving you the best fitness and health advice out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. What's up, podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today is gonna be an interesting episode. It's gonna be good. I got a good feeling about this. And I'm gonna do shout outs because I always forget to. And when I look, I try to memorize it. I am terrible at memorizing last minute. So I have my laptop on the side here, which I will close after, don't worry. When I'm driving, I'm not gonna have my laptop open. Anyway, number one is the city of McMinnville. McMinnville out in Tennessee. Shout out to everyone in Tennessee. Uh, number two is Auckland, New Zealand. Shout out to everyone in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, and this is a num- really, really cool. Number three, all the way in the Philippines, we have a city called Paran- Paranake, Paranake City. God, I'm terrible. I'm actually trying to learn Tagalog right now. And what did I, what did I memorize? Tayo uh, Nang Boom. Shout out to all my Filipinos listening. Um, And then funny enough, the next city, number four, is a city out in the Philippines again called Makati? 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 I'm I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. I'm freaking terrible, but, you know, it is what it is. So here we go on this journey of a podcast episode. So I don't know how this is going to fit into the whole health and fitness thing, But this is definitely gonna fit into that personal development, becoming a better human being category. So with recent events happening in the States right now, with the death of George Floyd, um, there's been a huge movement in the Black Lives Matter movement. And there's been a lot of shit on the internet about this. And what's interesting to me is how long social media has been putting out things in you know, the internet world that relate to Black Lives Matter. I remember when Trayvon Martin got murdered, it was almost like maybe at most 36 hours on the internet and then it kind of just died down. This on the other hand is taking a lot longer to disappear, which is a good thing, because it starts the conversation, and builds a lot of awareness. Now, I am never going to be in a position where I'll fully understand what black people have gone through since the day of slavery, but I am willing to take the time to understand their struggle, to stand up when they need help, and to be there for my friends of color during this time. Yesterday was a peaceful protest here in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I had to go. And the reason why is a very close friend of mine and I posted a little bit of the story uh, this morning um, who I met back in early in high school and he was kind of like the new kid on the block and I remember seeing him for the first time and no one really wanted to talk to him so I was the first one to go up to him say like hey man what's going on my name's rap blah blah, blah. from there we became really good friends and interesting enough, I learned a lot about his struggle growing up in a school where he was the only black kid and he was made fun of, got picked at and things like that. So I made sure that none of that shit would happen to him in high school. Um, Sadly, he committed suicide about eight years ago, nine years ago now and when these things happen in our world i feel that i need to show up and voice the importance of this because i think back to my friend that's gone now that he would be really disappointed in me if i didn't stand up for him and what hurts me inside is a lot of times people of privilege don't really get what this whole movement's about and i was trying to explain this to um, a friend of mine who wants to help out but doesn't really understand how to and i was like really think about like if you were walking down the street and you saw your friend being beat up by somebody, without hesitation, you would jump in and make sure your friend wasn't being hurt. When something like this happens, and your friends of color are affected by it, they expect their friends to stand up for them as well. And when you stay silent, it makes them feel that you're not really there for them you know I am a firm believer that every single life is precious and when I see this kind of evil come into the world where they treat others lower than themselves just does not sit right with me and I'm like fuck that shit you know I came to Canada as an immigrant and I remember it was really tough for me to adjust to this culture, like I felt like the odd one out, right, and that's just, this is a little, little thing that anyone can overcome, but someone of color who has to deal with that all the fucking time is a whole nother story, right, and my challenge to everyone listening is to be more empathetic, you know, I've brought up the whole topic of empathy in my show so many times and it's so important because like, yeah, empathy is super important for yourself because a lot of us who struggle with fitness and health can't, you know, take the pressure off ourselves that we can't, you know, give ourselves a break. We can't, you know, empathize with our, within ourselves. And no wonder it's so hard for other people to really understand the issue here. You know, like, there's always those sayings, like think about the person that's suffering in front of you, put yourself in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes is a saying that everyone says, but I don't think anyone actually practices it. And that's what we need in this world, but (laughs) be more empathetic for those who are suffering you know, I'm a type of person where when I'm with a client or the patient and they're telling me their most vulnerable feelings and emotions, I take on so much of that feeling from them to the point where I'll start tearing up. And I've always had that ability to connect with people in pain on such a high level to a point where like I hold myself back I don't know why I do I need to get over that but when I get home and I start reflecting on what's going on with other people's lives I'll start crying because of their pain so when shit like this happens and I know it affects people that are close to my heart it kills me inside and if there's one thing that any of us can do is just be more empathetic to one another, to really understand each other's pain. And when we get to that point, you'd be surprised how fulfilling life can be when you can understand someone else's pain and then use that to help change. I don't think racism is gonna be gone in our world anytime soon, but the fact that this movement has been on social media blasting everywhere for more than 36 hours, like I mentioned earlier, is a really good thing. And I don't know if you guys have seen, you probably haven't seen, since Tuesday, this past week, I haven't posted anything fitness-related at all to give way for the frickin' Facebook and Instagram algorithm to show more of the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I have a platform, you know, available to me via my podcast, my social media, and I have, you know, an audience, and it would be ignorant of me not to bring this up. You'd be ignorant of me not to say something so I can like, influence one person. You know, to stand up for your friend or friends of color. You know, it's small things that get slipped by and you need to be the person to, to say like, hey, that's not cool, that's not okay. You know, like even if someone was trying to joke about something small, that's not okay, you know, this comes down to just living as equals, like, having the dignity to stand up for what's wrong, you know, I fucking hate bullies, because I was bullied as a young child, I remember the day where I've had, I had enough about making, being made fun of, getting beat up, and I was like, fuck, when I get into a position where I'm strong enough in here that I will stand, like that I can like stand on my own two, two feet and say no to a bully and say no to bullshit, I'm gonna take that power that I built within myself to help others who are being pushed down. Like I fucking hate seeing people tearing down other people. It is the worst thing that we can do Like, as human beings, we have the power to do amazing things in this world. We can create beautiful things in this world. But for some reason, there's some people out there that decide to use those talents for some destructive, disgusting things. And for us who want to help, the first thing is having a conversation within yourself to see if you really, truly believe that you can help out, you know, think deep within yourself, if you believe that everyone should have equal rights and equality, you know, there's crazy shit happening in the states right now, and showing up for your friends of color is the first thing you can do, ask, like, educate yourself then have empathy for all the people suffering out there, and you're going to do a lot of good that's going to start moving things in the right direction. Now, I know this was not a fitness and health podcast episode, but this shit matters, and this shit needs to be addressed. This shit needs to be taken care of. You know but all of this comes in full circle you know when we start thinking bigger picture things in our life start becoming complete so I challenge all of you to have that tough conversation with yourself to see if you're actually doing enough and there's so many ways to support this movement there's so many ways that don't cost money that take seconds to do so I really hope that this episode and this video eventually when I post it will inspire people to become more empathetic towards the people that are being brought down and have been suffering for a long time so I'm going to leave it at that I'm just gonna leave it at that. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you for listening to me ramble on. Like and share this podcast. Give me a five-star review. Share, 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 share. Thank you so much, you guys. What's up, podcast listeners? It's your host, Rafal Matuszewski, and I apologize because I don't have my usual setup with me. I don't have my earbuds so the sound quality isn't going to be the best. So I am sorry for that. Um, We're going to get into it today, but first I just want to mention how grateful and humbled I am to have so many people purchase my ebook, The Ironclad Body Training System, um, this past Weekend, well, yesterday, uh, because I had a 24 hour flash sale um, to celebrate the one year anniversary since I released my book. And I just have to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the people who uh, went out of their way to buy my book for just 25 bucks when it's usually 57. So, shout out to everyone who's about to become. You know strong and resilient and create their own ironclad body um, and I guess now I can announce um, I'm going to be selling not selling writing my second volume to um, the ironclad body training system so I released that last year and then it took me an entire year to write it and put it together and a lot has changed in my mind and don't get me wrong, like, the book is still really good. Like, it's better than most training programs out there. But I want to just, like, fine-tune this thing and make it even better. And I have a lot of new stuff that's going to be coming out with this second volume. So there you go, a little teaser. Um, so we're going to get into the show. And I want to talk about this concept of the real reason why you're not seeing fat loss results. The big thing that everyone doesn't even factor in, and I see this over and over and over again, and let me start by saying, if you're a person listening to the show struggling with their fitness goals, their fat loss goals, whatever it is, it's usually because psychologically there's something going on and we need to cover all facets of health and number one is our mental health because if the stuff that's happening up in here doesn't work properly so how is that stuff up here supposed to tell the rest of your body what to do and recover from it and adapt to it you know what I mean so A typical example is, you know, the average person in their lifetime, I think the stat will be, they've done at least nine kind of like crash diets to lose weight. And they all lose weight during the diet, but then they all gain it back plus some afterwards. Now, this kind of cycle just goes to show that people are so desperate to finally see the weight come off, and they feel that they have to do drastic things to prove their self, self-worth. self Now, when you're growing up, especially women, and don't get me wrong, guys can go through this too, and I'll give an example, but, you know, as young girls growing up, your parents probably told you, you know, you need to eat as much as possible to get big and strong. They would always kind of use those words, make sure you eat, make sure you eat enough so you can get big and strong. So when you're older, blah, 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 blah. And then at some point in their lives, they start hearing words like, make sure you don't eat too much because you don't want to get too big. You don't want to take up space. You want to be thin. You got to wash your figure. And this can happen as early as like 10, 11 years old. And now think about the psychological scar that our parents are leaving on us, knowing that if you eat too much, you're not gonna be worthy of other people's approval. Right, this is where the root cause starts. And when you kind of grow from that and you start seeing the diet culture from your parents, and most likely it's the mother, where they're constantly dieting, saying comments about other family members who've gained weight, and all these little things that pop up as a young, like tween, or whatever you call them now, um, and teenagers, you pick up on your parents' behavior, and you realize, oh, in order for me to be good enough in this world, I need to be a certain shape, a certain size. I need to have a certain weight. I can't eat in certain foods. I need to X, Y, and Z. And this is where it starts becoming a huge problem. And then you have companies out there advertising to use food as an emotional carrier if anything went wrong, right? Like how many freaking ice cream, um, companies out there have embedded into your head that when you have a rough day, you had some sort of, you know, emotional day, some sort of breakup, some sort of relationship trouble, you automatically go to your freezer and eat ice cream. Like that's been around probably since the mid 80s. Like you're having relationship issues, go have a pint of ice cream. Like it just goes hand in hand but that doesn't actually do anything. Like if you actually look at some research um, about like binge eating on foods and for those listening, like, you know, personally, I've gone through a lot of binge eating issues, like a lot. And I would say like only now I kind of have the grasp over it, but I still have binge tendencies. Before it used to be really, really bad, but when you look into binge research and I went down this rabbit hole because I was trying to figure my shit out. Um, almost 99% of the time when people binge ate, and I mean like really to a point where they have no self-control to stop until they feel sick, that's binge eating. They get to that point so they can relieve their anxiousness, their stress, their emotions, whatever it is, and at the time as they're using food to help fight off these emotions, they feel a little bit better, but the moment they stop, 99% of all those um, people in this research uh, study said that they felt worse than when they first started, right, but for some reason, we have it embedded in our head that food will help ease the pain no matter what but there's always that feeling of guilt after and this is where it can go into purging and stuff like that but there you have it like from a young age many young young girls going into puberty and then eventually adulthood have built probably two decades worth of you know messages that in order for them to have self worth they have to look a certain way and be a certain weight and also on top of that take down any other woman that looks out of the ordinary shape that society wants you to look like like that's really fucked up if you think about it now for guys and this is a personal experience of mine you know if you listen to my show from the very beginning or listen to my first episode to kind of like figure out what this show is about, I was obese. I was heavy. I weighed over 200 pounds and then lost it all. But growing up as a kid, I was always the fat kid. And I remember um, I always dealt with a lot of health issues growing up. And when I would go to the doctor, the doctor would always weigh me. And I was like the worst feeling ever. And I remember I was like, at a point where they're like, if you keep gaining weight, you will get diabetes at a young age. And if you get diabetes at a young age, like that's some serious shit. And at, from that moment, I remember like my parents would always, you know, tell me things like, oh, don't eat too much. You're gonna get too fat. Don't eat that, eat this instead. Like all those little things at a young age of like nine, 10 years old, and then kids at school making fun of you for being overweight, like that shit will leave a scar or two. You know what I mean? And now when you become an adult and you're trying to finally undo decades of psychological scars and coming from an environment that did not nurture who you are as an individual and teach you what self-worth really is, fuck, you would have a hard time losing weight and being committed to something. Like, it's not rocket science. So a lot of times, I tell people that are on this quest to finally lose weight and be done with it, it starts with your mental health. Like, are you physically, like mentally ready to take on the burden of doing the work that you need to undo that so many of your parents, family members, friends have put on you, society to tell you that you're not good enough if you weigh a certain way or look a certain way, like, fuck, that is some tough shit, and this is why I tell people, like, weight loss, fat loss, any fitness goal is not just a six-week thing, an eight-week thing three month thing it's a lifestyle like you have to undo a lot of shit in order to see success finally so I'm gonna leave it there I want you guys to really think about you know looking deep down inside you and figuring out if you've actually worked your shit out for this next you know Step in your life that you know, gyms are reopening. I gained some weight again. I need to get my shit together. Start developing yourself personally in here and in here. And for those who are listening, I point to my heart and my head. Like, work on yourself. You know, don't get caught up with all the shit that's out there because the moment you start being true to yourself and really focusing on building you as a better person it all comes together and this is what i've been talking about like this past year in my podcast is the bigger picture this is the bigger picture you losing weight is like 10 percent of the whole puzzle piece the rest is like what's going on in your head so i'm gonna leave it at that hopefully that kind of gave you some insights things to think about Um, let me know if you guys have any questions feedback concerns i would love to hear you guys reach out Um, hit the show notes add me on facebook and instagram because i post a lot of stuff and give me a five-star review whatever you're listening to share this podcast with your friends and family thank you thank you thank you for listening and i'm sorry for the shitty audio quality hopefully i can fix it post editing and that's it from you guys have an awesome fucking week crush the day you guys fucking got this until next time